Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Merry Christmas, Chris. Oh, season's greetings, Mark. How are you? Um, I'm fine. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too uh, long now to the end of uh, end of the week, and that means holiday time. Yeah, for our international listeners, New Zealand shuts down on Christmas Eve. For about, means... what, two, three months? That's what it seems like <laughs> on occasions. Well, basically for the whole of January. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because it's our summer and it's the only time in year. Well, actually, New Zealand's nicest in February when we all go back to work and school. But for some reason, we take uh, January off. Ah, come on, it's stinking hot at the moment. It is. It is stinking hot. Oh, it's good. Reminds me of Singapore. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And I like that sort of heat. Uh, yeah. Definitely, it's um, yeah, it's very warm. And uh, I've been in Christchurch and Auckland over the last few uh, weeks, and man, uh, Christchurch is just hot, but Auckland is hot and humid. Yeah, it's all the hot air. <laughs> huh. Um, yes, and this is a kind of a special podcast. Well, it's very uh, special, anyway, Mark. Well, every podcast is special. Um, we're not celebrating our year anniversary that's right we're not and <laughs> um, we're going to celebrate that next year because christmas got in the way this year it has a habit of doing that yeah you wouldn't i mean we should have seen it coming right <laughs> it happens the same time every year i don't know how we missed it yeah but anyway um so next year watch out for the uh anniversary special and this year is our chris this podcast is our christmas special yeah, and that's right, and we, uh, although it's Christmas, we love talking about lots of other things, but mostly GIS, right? Yes, so that is what this podcast is about. All uh, things spatial. All things spatial, or geospatial, if we knew the difference. Uh, sure. Um, so yeah, shall we, uh, shall we get one of the news, Mark? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Uh... Spatial news. Right, Chris, a map has made the newspaper. I know it has, hasn't it? It's, uh, it's always good to see when, um, well, one in the community becomes, uh, well, famous, almost as famous as us, Mark. Well, yeah, not, not, not quite number one, but um, like us. But given New Zealand's quality of news, um, which rivals Fox, I believe, <laughs> um, this, is, this is good stuff. So Andrew Douglas Clifford, who we've mentioned before, Indeed, um, yeah. has produced a density map of New Zealand based on square kilometres. Sure, yes, of, of where people live, we should add. Uh, where people don't live. Where, yeah, well, OK. Well, where people do, I suppose it's just the inverse, right? Um, so the, uh, the nobody lives here map, uh, as it's entitled. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's really quite interesting because lots of people don't live in lots of places. Well, it's not overly surprising. Um, I, I mean, just to, the reporter is obviously new to reporting on GIS, and maybe they were nervous. Yeah. Um, because yeah, Andrew, he um, started making maps when he was 22, Chris. Wow. Uh, just like I, he might have been younger, and I well, we've proven this other younger map makers, but yeah, age really isn't a barrier to making a map. It's not, no. 
Um, I caught up with the uh, with the lovely Andrew um, just last week, as it goes. And, and um, he's reeling in the money. Well, making we, we the had cheddar. Uh, it, it was special drinks in Christchurch. Well, um, uh, Esri sponsored special drinks, I should say. Well, yeah. Esri original music on from special drinks. Okay. I'm labouring the point. Anyway, yeah, and he was there. Good chat with him. He's uh, he's doing well. Well, good. Um, so, as with all map data, I've I've analysed this. And there's a few <laughs> mistakes where one of the kilometres is on top of a house. Oh, you have been busy. Um, well, geo-geeking. Okay. Um, and I, I also, I'm not sure, like, um, some places are uninhabited because they're lakes. Sure. What's wrong with that? Well, I know that that's factually correct, um, but, yeah. Um, and also, I'm not sure, the other one, is if it's farmland, is that actually uninhabited? Well, I think it was people, wasn't it? Existing sheep and cows should be taken. Well, no, but it's it's part of someone's own land. Like I get the, um, you know, the forest and what have you. The rural places where people can't live or won't live. Um, but just because there's vast land farmlands, I'm not sure it's actually uninhabited because the farmer will drive over that every other day. Yeah, but it's it's living, isn't it? So it's. Uh not living in that space. Ah, okay. Mm. So to take another uh, twist, are you saying he's highlighting the lack of planning by our planners in New Zealand to take advantage of uh, land that could be occupied? No, I think he's just highlighting the fact that New Zealand is quite a um, big country with lots of people not living in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I think you're reading too much into it, Mark. Uh, sorry, I was just geo-geeking on it. Okay, well, it has been known to happen before. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good to see it in the in the paper and get people thinking about mapping. That's great. Spatial news. Now, Chris, it may be a bit late for you, mm-hmm. but have you thought about planning your GIS career? Oh, um, I probably should give it some thought, shouldn't I? <laughs> Yeah, you only <laughs> If we uh, were to do, give it some thought, Mark, how would we do it? Where, where would you go? Um, that's a hard question. Where would I go? Maybe to a conference. Interesting. Just to um, find out what other people were doing. I reckon what you could also do is uh, check out the YouTube video by uh, our very own Nathan Hazelwood, uh, who's um, produced a, a. It's about an hour long. Uh, YouTube video on GIS's career. Yeah, uh, now Nathan's well known in New Zealand, and Joseph is quite a personality. Uh, yeah, Joseph uh, Kursky, this is. This is, um, yeah, yeah, works for Esri UK. Oh, sorry, Esri uh, in the US. Esri Inc. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've put together a little video about GIS career. I think if you're one not, of those. Not GIS um, in Korea, North or South. GIS no, no. careers. But I think if you're, uh, you know, a member of the Emerging Spatial Professionals, or um, you're just thinking about it, you're at school and you're wondering whether you should uh, you should go into GIS, interesting video to watch. Yeah, and let's hope it sparks more discussion about uh, developing careers. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now, Mark, on Spatial that... news. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, on that very point, um, have you seen that Eagle Technology have... Um, they, they're, they're asking geo-mentors to sign up around New Zealand uh, to help their local schools. Yes, I did see this. Um, so, they've got a map. Mm-hmm. I believe they call it a geo-form. Oh, well, I should hope so. Um, of schools in the country who are looking for GIS mentors. And, yeah, and equally, it's also a map of GIS mentors. And so if you do a bit of spatial um, autocorrelation, you should be able to associate the geo-mentors with the schools wanting geo-mentors. I think that's the idea. I think that's how it works. Is it? Okay, well, I hope so. It seems counterproductive to advertise where there's already spaces, or where there's already food. Anyway. Um, hmm. Well, I've summed up, Mark. Maybe. Yeah, I was, I was like, number, number three, number four. I noticed there's more geomentors in Auckland than there are schools. Well, schools are a little bit slow to catch on, but they'll get there. I mean, once they know that there are the likes of you and me and uh, Nathan and others, you know, out there to, to be used by them, I'm sure they're going to sign up. I'm sure they will, but I, I think this is good. Um, so I've, I've presented at schools before to try and give the kids some idea of what we do, but it's yeah, kind absolutely. of hard. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so watch it? out for geo-mentors. Talking of mentors, and I, I'm going to mention it here. Um, so the uh, Emerging Spatial Professionals had a, a mini-conference down in Taupo. Uh, I, wonder if you, I wonder if you were going to mention this, Chris. Well, I just, I just I mean, thought I would. I know we're modest, but... Yeah, well, do you know what? It, it, it's a pretty big deal, actually. So, uh, you know, I don't like to talk about myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I won the award for uh, Mentor of the Year, which is pretty cool in my book. Yeah, well, congratulations. I mean, I, I'd say it's not like you tried. In that you haven't done anything different to achieve the award. You've just been yourself. No, that's not true enough. I've tried very hard. Have you? Mm. So you've put it on? No, no, no. What I'm saying is... So you're not normally this encouraging to new people? No, I am. I'm always encouraging, Mark, (laughs) as you only know. No, but the organisation for which I work uh, also won Organisation of the Year. And that that was really because we we focused on... we focused on our interns and our graduates uh, pretty heavily this year. Yeah. No, New graduate policy, a whole bunch of things. It's pretty, no, pretty it's, good. It is pretty dynamic. Pretty dynamic. Mm. Invigorating to see a company, especially a private company, get behind um, graduates. Yeah. No, it's, it's really important. Graduates are our future, Mark. Teach them well and let them something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> Always ready for a Michael Jackson comment. Kind of. Eric. Right, but wouldn't that be Whitney Houston? No. The greatest love of all? No, I think children are... No, I said... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Spatial news. All right, over to my neck of the woods. Oh, yeah? Uh, space and farming. Yes. Interesting. Um, so this has been... We've talked about satellites a lot on this podcast. Uh-huh. And we've talked about how rapid capture of raster is going to be one of the new technologies to watch out for. So sure, yep. And so uh, a farming company in New Zealand has launched Space Service. Okay. Um, which is the ability to measure your pasture or your grass uh, from space. 
And uh, I'd like to point out that they have uh, gone all out and picked an acronym. So satellite pasture and cover evaluation, hence space. <laughs> nice work. This is quite clever. Um, but see, so yeah, it enables you to build up a um, picture of how well your grass is growing. And in, uh, and in your neck of the woods, and actually down in Canterbury as well, um, pretty important. Um, yeah, very important. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, you'll need a lot of machine learning to really get the best out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing you need is not a lot of clouds. Yeah, not a lot of clouds. Which is, is one of the downsides of New Zealand because we're known as the land of the long white cloud uh, because it's constantly cloudy. It does make uh, satellite imagery slightly more difficult. Yeah, it's, it's going to be yeah, interesting. But um, yeah, good on them for launching this initiative. Spatial news. Now, Chris, do we need new music? Uh, no, do we? No? Okay, we're going to straight into our movie reviews. Well, I haven't got movie review news. Haven't you? But this is the first time we've, we've, we've found it necessary to review uh, any movies, so no. Okay, we'll just pad this one then. Okay. So, it's been an exciting time in the world of GIS and movies. No, 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 let's rephrase that. It's just been an exciting time with the word geo and movies. <laughs> well, yes, um, so both of us have gone and watched uh, movies with the word geo in them. Mine with, was... With, yeah, I mean, with the hope that GIS plays a part. Um, yeah. Hmm. Mine was Geostorm. You mean the uh, just on the cracking movie with Gerard Butler? Sure. Oh, okay. And yours was? Uh, mine was Geo Disaster, very much in the uh, the Boom <laughs> B movie frame of mind. Yeah. Was it? Was yeah. it? Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't think much of imagination's really been taken with the naming here. Well, can I can I just give you the uh, oh, yeah, the, synopsis? the breakdown, the synopsis. Yeah. So um, Geostorm. Here we go, I'll put my best movie narrating voice. When a network of satellites designed to control the global climate starts to attack Earth, it's a race against time and the clock for its creator to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geo a world uh, see I've screwed it up now. A worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone. Dun, dun, dun. How was it? That was Geostorm. Yeah. Right, I just thought you were reading Geo Disaster there. No, that was Geostorm. Okay. Um, so how was it? As a movie, mm -hmm. it was a series of still images put together to give the appearance <laughs> of movement. Um, oh, I wonder where you got that quote from. And that's yeah. Um, so it's like it's like um, Skynet, you uh -huh. know, the Terminator movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but with storms. Oh. And with an under underlying conspiracy. Okay. Um, Were the Russians involved? Oh, I've got to be careful. Chinese last week. Russians yeah, this week. Yeah, oh. yeah, such a. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, stereotypical. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm just really struggling. I mean, I can remember the film review I watched of it better than I can mm -hmm. remember the film. Oh, that's a um, bad movie then. Yeah, I, it'd be one of those ones you'd pick a word and then have drinking with it. 
Okay, okay, okay. okay and that would that would make it better. Um, it is. Yeah, you'd have to be tired. Either. Well, for me to not take a movie seriously, I have to be quite tired, and this I would have to be near sleep to find this one. So your um, score out of five, Mark. Well, what would be a film out of three? Three out of five. Like in terms of bad films, like Sharknado, obviously that's like a two, right? Yeah, because it's designed to be bad. Yeah. Um, I don't think this one's designed to be bad, so therefore I'm giving it a one. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it's it's probably not on at all good cinemas now, but uh, it's going to be out on DVD, I imagine, or stream it. Yeah. So, um, so well, um, yes, yeah, so you watched disaster. Yeah, well, you watched Geostorm with, I mean, with, with yours was almost an A-lister cast. It, it was. I mean, it had a budget. Yeah, uh, I watched Geo Disaster, which I don't think it had a budget. In oh, fact, right. um, so, so the story is uh, a family in Los Angeles finds themselves separated during the convergence of history's greatest disasters. A supervolcano, a mega earthquake, and a massive twister. <laughs> That's fantastic uh, adjectives, isn't it? Yeah. While the world endures this near apocalyptic event, our heroes must persevere on their own skills and wit to reunite and survive. Now, the, the thing that set off the supervolcano, the mega earthquake, and the massive twister, I, I don't yes. know why they didn't mention this in the synopsis, was um, um, antimatter from space. Are you uh, pot spoiling? No, 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 this happens in the trailer, who cares? Uh, it, it, it basically burrowed a tunnel all the way through the earth. So it hit on one side of the earth and then, you know, smashed oh, wow. all the way through that's, the other side. That's Big amazing. Time. Yes, yeah, and, and um, that's basically what caused all the terrible events. Um, now, I've got a quote here just to, uh, just to tell you, to, to kind of explain how good it is. So I'll set the scene. We're in some kind of scientific establishment that are, that's monitoring the weather, okay? The lead scientist comes up and says, My God, the magma plug in the hole must have collapsed. It's creating a vortex that's sucking in the atmosphere. Scientist 1 responds, It's expanding exponentially. Lead scientist responds, It's okay, the Coriolis effect will dissipate it once it expands to the equator. Scientist 1, Okay, lead scientist, but first it will scour every sign of life from North America. Um, just just a question, Chris. Mm-hmm. Was your acting then as good as in the movie? Because I suspect it was. It was terrible. The whole movie was absolutely terrible. Special effects uh, done on a budget laptop. I mean, not even on a good laptop, budget laptop. Um, the yeah. panic scenes in LA were quite good apart from in the distance you could see it was just normal traffic um, cars were rushing towards the terrible events not away from them it was shocking 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 struggling to give it a one um, yeah, well I mean interesting enough Geo Disaster was released on the 3rd of October to capitalise on the release of Geostorm I mean that's how good it was jumping on the back of Geostorm I can only imagine well I the disappointment of you thought you were going to see Geostorm, you ended up seeing Geo Disaster. Um, the director's name of, of Geo Disaster mm. is Thunder Levin. Of course. Um, and there's a nice review here just from someone else, uh, maybe one of our listeners. Thunder Levin shows us once again that he has no idea how normal people speak 
or how teenage autistic kids behave. Hmm. Um, Shocking movie. The geographical, the graphical effects, the geographical effects, haha, uh, would have looked dated ten years ago. <laughs> so um, basically, what so, we're saying. So just watch anything else. Yeah, and, and, and just because you could put the word geo in front of lots of things and they're okay, uh, movies are clearly one of the things that you can't put it in front of. Yeah, um, your one was also written by the same guy who helped write Sharknado 5, and 4, and 3, and 2, and 1. Really? I mean, Sharknado 1 is a, is a bit of a classic. Um, and also Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. Of course. Shall we move on, Mark? I think our, uh, we should probably leave movie think, reviews. Have you seen other good movies, Gus, just as an aside, to make up for that? Uh, I went and saw the um, Murder on the Orange Express recently. Oh, yes. That's quite yeah. good. Yeah, it was all right. Um, I enjoyed It. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. Um, it's, it's more of an adventure. It's, it's sort of like um, Stand By Me meets The Goonies with a bit more twist. It's good. Okay, now we're not a movie show, Mark, so let's move on. We're not, but I just needed to clean (laughs) (laughs) detox from that stuff. Yeah, fair enough. So that was the news, Mark. It was. Now, do you have any other music there, Chris? Um, Yes. Topic of the week. Okay, I was hoping for something more Christmassy. Just no. Uh, this is what happens when your life's in turmoil, Chris, and you're busy renovating. Well, to be fair, if, if my voice sounds echoey, it is because I'm in temporary studio. <laughs> you say studio. I know. Like, I like to pretend that I have a studio, but uh, no. Um, so we're doing Christmas presents? Sure. It is the season to give. It is. Um, um, so we have scoured the internet. Coward. Searched, googled. Okay, get on with it. Yep. No, we've done more than googled the internet. Um, a bit of thought has gone into this. And first off the rank, Christmas present wise, I think is the ultimate Joe Geek um, present. <laughs> and that is a tie with a map on it. Whoa, you say that. Mark, I've seen those before. But this one is extra special, Chris. Yeah, okay. Why? It has a topographical error on it. Oh, wow. Just how super geo-geeky is that? It's fantastic. See, if I spend a long time staring at your tie, will I recognise the topological error? Um, well, kind of, because it's taken from a 1900s CDF map, which has things wrong on it. Okay. Um, so it's a great conversation starter and maybe ender. <laughs> when people say nice tie and you say, yeah, but did you spot the error on it? Uh, excellent. And that's, um, it looks like it's £36, Mark. But it's also sold out, Chris. Oh, so it is. This is better than you thought. I'm sure they get some more in stock. I think yeah. more people have bought this tie than seen Geo Disaster. That wouldn't surprise me. Right. Moving on, okay. Chris. How yeah. about something special for that special person in your life? Excellent. What are you suggesting? I'm suggesting a classic 
map of New Zealand. Yeah, okay, I'm interested. Yep, an original hand-coloured engraved chart of New Zealand from D'Urville's voyage. Engraved okay. by Ambrose Trodeo. Excuse me. This, uh, this is actually pretty special. This is um, dated in Paris in 1835. Yeah. And it, it, it's a little bit expensive. 750 New Zealand dollars. So it's definitely somebody for somebody who's, who's very special. Yeah, now I remember with uh, David Pimblock. He had some antique maps as well, which were very interesting yeah, to look at. Yeah. Um, his were a bit more detailed than this, but this is quite a nice gift for that geo-geek in your life. And you can find that on TradeMe. You can, we'll post a link. Okay, next up is... Uh, we're still on TradeMe, aren't we? We're still on TradeMe. Um, we've done more than Googling. <laughs> Sorry, for international listeners. TradeMe is New Zealand's version of eBay. We looked at eBay and just thought it wasn't Kiwi enough. Yeah. Um, so this is a vintage schoolroom map. Um, One of those old pull-down maps. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they used to have the top of the blackboard and they used to mm-hmm. pull down. Mm-hmm. Um, so 180 centimetres by 138 centimetres, so quite big. Um, and... What else can we say about it? I know it would look good on your wall. It would, yeah. Yep. Um, um, and that is $250. Indeed. Uh, and then we've got, um, because we have a few uh, Australian listeners. Yeah. A vintage school map of Australia and then a little insert of New Zealand. Uh, 1967. Um, this one's more reasonably priced at 150 bucks. Yeah. Bit smaller though, 92 centimetres by 1.1 metres. So if you like your Australian maps, yeah, it's not, not a bad one to go with. Yeah, so that's, well, I'd say that's it for classic maps, but Chris, did you know we have an old and rare maps company in New Zealand? Uh, what, antiquemaps.co.nz? That's the one. You're familiar with their work. Of course. I'm quite liking, liking the look of the 1778 map of uh, New Zealand, which yes. is only 3250 bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's not too bad. No, I mean, sure. it's cheaper than going back in time and getting it, getting the original. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, they have a bunch of maps and calendars and prints and reproductions and what have you, which are quite interesting to peruse. Hmm. Okay, so that's uh, your uh, Christmas antique maps um, covered off. What else have yeah. we got? Well, this, this is one for you, Chris. This is a blue map print Caribbean string bikini. So it is, Mark. Um, now, the thing I'll say about this is that the model's not looking very cheery. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if, if she likes this, if she's a geo-geek or not, but, um, I'm yeah. I'm guessing with that kind of face, she's probably not. Yeah, there's um, a resting something face going on there. But you, you're entirely right. So it's coming up to Christmas, you know, summer holidays. If if you're going to look, you know, get out on the beach and you need a bikini and you want to show your uh, your love of maps and all things um, kind of geo, then what better um, bikini to get than, than this one here? Yeah, this one. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty nice bikini, Mark. I can imagine <laughs> you wearing it. 
<laughs> I hope you don't imagine me wearing it. Yeah. Uh, Alright, moving in. Now, something for him. Very likely balanced. Of course. But I wouldn't say this is just a him thing. Uh, but this is a world map t shirt. Oh, that is stunning. You mean the Geo Hipster who's wearing it? That's what I mean. The Geo Hipster that's wearing it. The, um. He's got, yeah. I mean, he's got everything. He's got the horrible moustachey, tashy thing, goatee in one. Yep. Some, some terrible haircut decision. A bit of designer stubble. And, and a far away look in his eye. Questionable oh. tattoos as well. Hmm. Anyway, we're not here to criticise Mark, although we just have. Um, <laughs> I kind of like this one. It's not bad. Quite reasonably priced. 20 odd bucks. Um, yeah, nice world map. Yeah. And if you don't want to go the full hog of wearing a world map, what about wearing a t-shirt that supports GIS? Any particular brand of GIS? Oh no, got a... No, so, no. Um, you can choose. So there's t-shirts with the words, well this is an ideas form as well, I was thinking like some people in some countries can't afford to um, buy t-shirts off the internet and have them shipped over to whichever country they're in. So they could just go to the local t-shirt printer with a similar design, not the same design because that would be plagiarism. Um, but Chris, how would you like an I Love Jack t-shirt? Mm, probably not. Probably not. I like the Mappaneer. They're quite cool t-shirts. Yeah. Um, my favourite one actually was Lois is More. Which is what sort of is that? L-O-E-S-S is More. Yeah. And if you don't get that one, um, then you really need to look it up and practice your gear geekery. Uh, I quite like the North Arrow one. Yeah. Or the uh, ever amusing geographers do it everywhere. Uh, yeah. Might be a little bit old. GIS Ninja T-shirt. I'm slightly hurt not to have seen a I'm a Weirographer, or Barometrist T-shirt. Yeah. We need to we need to push that a bit more, I think. Right? <laughs> but I, I, I reckon all of these cover off the fashion of wear, surely. I don't know if they're actually that fashionable. Okay. So, uh, oh, um, how about some baubles? Africa bauble, Mark. Really I, I actually really, really do like these baubles. Um, so they are just glow baubles. They are very cool. But Chris, they're only £4.50. Which uh, is what, nine New Zealand dollars, about seven US dollars, four, four, four dollars euro? What's euro? Four euros and 50 cents. Yeah, these are awesome. Yeah, four different globe styles. Yeah, that's gonna quite get, nice. Nice and subtle geo geekery on your tree. Yeah, gonna get some of those, definitely. <laughs> now, Chris, how many times have you been at the pub and had a discussion about where some country is in the world and yet had no way of referencing it, of, of proving someone right or wrong? What do you mean, other than looking up on your phone? Yes. Mm, not often. Ah, okay, not often enough. Well, then. Perhaps you would be interested in a globe keychain. Mm, no. All right. Oh, this is off Amazon, and turns out no one else is really interested in it either. It has a one-star review from one person um, who said it's a bit blurry. It's 100% blurry. Um, so we're not really selling it here. 
Yeah, interesting choice. Don't get that. Um, how about the... Oh, I like the look of these, Mark. The yes. Geography Steins. Yes. What's a Stein, Chris? Uh, it's a junkie drink beer out. From the a German. big junkie drink yeah. beer out of um, And this follows the... Um, sort of the T-shirts. Man with some silly slogans. Um... Such as coffee first, then geography. Why that's on a beer stone, I'm not sure. I quite like the one. If you've got a geography teacher out there who you really like, uh, I like uh, geography teachers know where it's at. That's quite a good one, geography teachers. What about without geography, you're nowhere? Yeah, another good one. What are these cracking jokes, man? Uh, geography queen? Oh, I quite like it's a geography thing. You wouldn't understand it. That's quite a good one. <laughs> Uh, keep calm and teach ge- geography. Um, anyway. Yeah, cool. Not bad, those signs. Um, what else have we got, Mark? A few well, more this one, if, if you're a little bit handy, um, and we've talked a lot around this podcast about beer and geography, mm-hmm. this is, um, well, basically what you do is you get the outline of a country, and then you drill a cut it out of plywood or some other nice kind of wood, then drill holes big, in it big enough to hold a bottle cap. Oh, this is quite nice, yeah. Um, and so therefore you create a beer bottle cap of the world, of a country, or the world. I'm sure you could do bottle caps by area. You could. I mean, New Zealand is turning into the world capital of... Um, of, uh, what's that beer called again? Overpriced hipster beer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, read my mind, Mark. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's pretty cool. I quite like those uh, those beer maps. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to do. You know, buy yeah. yourself a, a piece of wood, a bit of plywood, a bit of a, buy a jigsaw and then drill away. Well, hopefully um, our listeners will have a go and, um, and then I'll uh, send us some images, pictures yeah. maybe. Now finally, on um, on collectibles and memorables, mm-hmm. uh, is a screen printed map. Now this is quite funky. Okay, carry on. <laughs> um, so this chap in England is, he's taking maps of your adventures. So what you do is you write to him with a map showing where you've been and then he'll screen print it for you and you can stick it on the wall and you'll always be reminded of what you did and so you can personalize it so you don't have to stick with the map of all the places you can just put the places you've visited or you can put the names of people you met or the fun times you had on these places that actually is an awesome idea it is quite cool hmm. um, so I can see myself doing a few of those. Can you screen print? No, getting him to obviously. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually yeah I thought it'd be really good because if you stick it up on the wall and then it's always got a discussion point and you can always look back at the times you had um, overseas. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so very exciting. Um, and that is it, Chris. So there are uh, late, late Christmas presents. Um, everything pretty much uh, available to order over the internet. Do that um, by, was it by now, fast post, and you should get it before Christmas. Yeah, that's right, for our late Christmas present. Yeah, 
one or two. Right. Um, now we're going to... Where are you at? Sorry. We're going to play that music for some reason. No, we're not. All right. Um, right, and the other big news that's happened this week, Chris. Oh, yes. Uh, is ArcGIS Online has been updated. It has. Where's the dramatic music? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to find it. Hang on. Um, it's that one. Sorry. Topic of the week. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um. So let's quickly go through these. Uh, people can read about it themselves on the ArcGIS blog. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, should, we, should we start with the biggest, uh, the biggest news? I guess is um, so. Insights for ArcGIS is now available uh, ah, yes. through ArcGIS Online. It is. Um, it's a little bit tricky to work out the licensing. Sure. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, but basically, Insights allows you to do custom build dynamic reports. Yeah, um, analysis uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's actually pretty interesting. Well, you know, previously only available via Portal, um, you can now, yeah, uh, as, as a SaaS solution. Um, I've played around yeah. with it. We've played around in the work. It's uh, it's it's pretty good fun, actually. The other interesting thing about that is one of the problems with um, with it was how much resources it took. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas now, I don't, does it consume credits, Chris? Uh, it does consume credits for, for analysis. Um, okay. Uh, and, and you need a special kind of data store. It's kind of handled for you. It's not too complicated. Um, pricing, I think, in, in US is about 100 bucks per user in the US. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'll help with the uptake of it because it's not over the uptook. No, no, no. That would make a huge difference, I think. Yeah. Um, and you can start to embed some of the insights analysis into story maps. So I'm, I'm expecting to see quite a few really you know, story maps with insights inside, so to speak. And speaking of story maps, uh-huh. you can now add alternative text. Oh, yes, you can, which is... Um, I think that's just using it for um, uh, for those uh, screen readers. You're right. Hmm. Um, so... Yeah, everyone loves a good story map. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're making it more accessible. Um, what else is new? Well, there's a new base maps. Yeah, not, not huge updates there, but there's a few. Um, some yeah. bits just around added uh, adding contents to existing base maps. Um, and they're, they're obviously expanding the uh, new vector tile layers as well. Um, yep. That we've got. So uh, little steps forward, nothing majorly dramatic in base maps there. Other exciting thing, Workforce for ArcGIS. Yeah, so I do like Workforce for ArcGIS. Um, uh, used it a few times. Uh, yeah. What are the updates? Sorry, what was that? What, what, what are the updates there? Um, it's a new version, version 17. Okay. Uh, and it's the second half of the phased release for Workforce. Okay, cool. Um, so... Yeah, uh, a bit more integration, a bit more assignment sorting. Um, I think this is one of those products that's going to slowly evolve, and more people are going to be talking about it. It does need to evolve. I mean, it's it's 
pretty good as long as uh, you're quite a small organisation and you don't need to do much customization. Um, yeah, but that's but a lot of the anything complicated, it, it gets quite hard. Yeah. Right, what else is new, Chris? So, uh, there's a couple of new widgets in the Web App Builder. So, we've got a public notification widget, um, which basically enables you to create mailing labels you know, for, for particular areas. Um, and there's the cost analysis widget, which is um, still in beta, but a bit been released, um, which allows you to sketch ideas and then estimate the, the cost of those ideas um, based on certain criteria that you set up. Um, yep. But they look pretty interesting. Um, there's eight new templates in the infographic widget. Awesome. Um, the add data widget allows you, now allows you to upload uh, KML files. <laughs> the fil- filter widget now zooms to the feature you've selected automatically. <laughs> uh, that was probably a mistake. Um, the bookmark, bookmarks widget uh, lets you save layer visibility, which is quite cool. Yeah. So, so, yeah, quite quite large in, uh, enhancements there. Yep. Anything else that takes your fancy, Chris? Um, no. <laughs> okay, then. What else have we got? We've got um, a few things new in Scene Viewer. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it, when there's when they do a release, it's across the, the entire platform, so there's so much to, uh, to look at. Well, I suppose there is now, that. The way we're going. Um, so, um, and remember, uh, you can't not have these upgrades. You can't, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, test people, test. So now you've got the new measure widget, which allows you to measure in 3D between two points, um, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, can you specify your own DEM for that? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to read more into it. But yes, sure, why not? <laughs> Um, and of course, they've, uh, as you might expect, they've increased performance. Um, so we have significantly improved scene layer performance in this release. Your building objects uh, integrated machines now load 50% faster. That's pretty cool. Oh, 50% is always good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anything else of note, Chris, from the release? Oh, I mean, there is so much, you basically have to uh, read something about every single product. <laughs> well, uh, you do, because the, um, they've only given you snippets. Yeah. Um, and then you've got to read more and more and more. Uh, so, yeah, have a look at that on the Esri blog site. Uh, and Mark, I mean, we, we normally say this from the uh, very outset, but we haven't. How are people going to find out about all these posts, Mark? Ah, uh, well, watch us on uh, Twitter with my Geodorable. Uh, or it's on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash geodorable. Yeah, or email us at geodorable at gmail.com. Uh, look out for the uh, hashtag, the fashion of uh, wear. Um, and if you know, if you see a, a fellow wearographer or wearologist or wearometrist um, in the street over Christmas, make sure you say hello. Indeed. Hmm. Because it's all about the wear. It is all about the wear. Yeah. Um, now, this week, Chris, there's no export to shapefile. There isn't, because we've been chatting too much about all kinds of things, actually. Well, yeah, it's a Christmas special with uh, extra gifts, so uh, export to shapefile will make a return in the new year. It will. Um, we're just the podcast that keeps on giving. We are. Um, but with that, Chris, it's time to uh, come to an end. Yes, Mark, have a, uh, a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Uh, and uh, New Year... New 
mark maybe okay cool <laughs> um yeah to all our listeners thank you for listening to us and we uh, look forward to speaking to you in the new year it's been a very pleasant 12 months hasn't it mark it's been great yeah really mm. enjoyed it